Hello, and welcome back to the Dread X Collection Collection, the collection epi episodes where we talk about the Dread X Collection Volume 2, or I guess it's just Dread X Collection 2, not Volume 2. So if you want to find it on Steam, just look for Dread X Collection 2. Uh, this is where we go through and we interview all the devs, find out about their creative preferences, uh, why they did what they did, uh, who's responsible for their crimes, etc. And uh, it's just, you know, your little insight into what's coming up in the Dread X Collection 2. And also, you know, some actionable advice on if you want to be an indie dev. And uh, we got a returning guest here, uh, David Shemansky, who you uh, might remember from his previous episode or his other previous episode or that other previous episode. So uh, hopefully we'll, all, we'll, we'll get real deep into the stuff uh, we didn't talk about the previous three times we drilled him on game design. And uh, yeah, it should be a good time. Uh, I hear he wants to talk about tornadoes, so hopefully we'll get it get into that for a little bit so without further ado dj drop that sick beat Like, I don't know if you, if you, if you've like also are at this point where like, I'm at the age where I'm starting to worry that like, I could die if I fall down, you know, like I'm like that level of like, not in shape. Like I used to be like, I'm probably in better shape than my self perception is, but like, I, I just turned 30 and that's the point where you like realize like truly internally that you are going to die someday and probably someday soon because of the decisions that you make and like how you live your life and you go like, ah, I need to like stop doing all this horrible shit to myself. Um, so I got this bike and it's been my fear that I was going to like fall off the bike um, and and my legs would fall off or explode or something because we live in America. And if that just happens, then you're just you, you, you lose all your stuff and they're like, oh, you're done. You lost capitalism. Um, <laughs> you, you failed capitalism. You failed capitalism. You died. Dark yeah. Soul <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm like genuinely worried that like if I fall off my bike and like hurt myself, like I won't be able to pay for it. Um, luckily, I have insurance now, um, thanks to the good people uh, of the Dreadx Collection for making these games and making it so that I'm now valued enough to be worth insurance. But um, <laughs> so thank you for that. That's really the whole reason I brought you guys uh, together is to get me insurance. Ah, it was an insurance. Scheme. <laughs> Figured. yeah but i i fell off my bike head first over the handlebars it wasn't like it's not a sexy story i was texting um while biking and my oh phone my God, Ted. no i mean that texting part... on the bike yeah i i work i'm a real real hard worker i had to, i had to send i had to let star know when the pod would start so i ah. <laughs> shooting texts while on my bike um, I actually forgot to text her with that text about the bike because I got distracted by a meme that I sent Jesse. And Jesse, you can verify, was a fire meme. Uh, it, it was, was a, good. Yeah, it yeah. Was about, it was about smoking weed. <laughs> which are always which are always just top-tier memes, um, mm -hmm. which I, I think that's the last connection to my youth is that I still laugh at weed memes. But anyways... <laughs> I, 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 I hit the brake on my bike, but it's like the, 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 like I, one of my hands is trying. So like, I, I'm trying to hit the brake because I'm trying to put my phone in my pocket, but while you're biking with your little bikey legs, like it's hard to fit things in your pocket. Um, 
And so I was like, oh, my phone's going to fall out. So let me slow down so that I can get this in my pocket better. And I grabbed the brake, but it was the front tire brake. Um, and uh. I, yeah, I like toddler fell. Like, you know how um, like toddlers can fall in like the most explosive ways and then they just get back up and they're fine. And you're like, oh my God, yeah. if I fell like that, I'd be dead. Like, you, yeah, you definitely know because you have kids. Um, that's how I <laughs> fell. Like face first over the handlebars, skid across the street. My, my phone like slid like, you know, about... Uh, I, I mean, I might be being hyperbolic here, but about six miles up the road. Um, but no, but probably like 10 feet away. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I was, I'm bleeding. And like, I was just like, God, I'm okay though. Like I might, maybe I broke my finger. I'm still in shock, which is great. I'm like, I'm really happy that I still have enough adrenaline to like go into shock, you know? Cause like, it means my body's still here for me. And I'm like, bro, I thought you like tapped out a while ago. And it's like, nah, bro, I still got you. I'm like, this is nice. It's good to know it's got my back. Um, but you know, I'm bleeding and I'm like, I hurt myself and I'm like, wow, I feel so alive right now. This is what it means to be alive. I had forgotten the energy of, of watching my own blood <laughs> oh my spill in the place. Right. And this is why I need therapy. You're so overdramatic. <laughs> this is just how I feel right now. I'm like, that was wonderful. I should like split myself open more often. And it's just like, it reminds me of, What? I have a philosophy that everyone should get their ass kicked, like, at least once a year. Yeah, I mean, it's true. So, like, before I got sober, I was, like, a bouncer and stuff, and I got into, like, a fair few fights. What? Yeah, yeah, I, I've, I have a very checkered past. Um, Apparently. Yeah, it was, I did it, not know that. That's amazing. Yeah, I was, I was, well, like, before game development, I was uh, doing heat relief for the homeless. I worked for the city of Phoenix. I'm, like, a real person, I guess. But then I was a bouncer before that because I got free beer. Um, before and, I was a game developer, I was hadn't hit puberty. <laughs> I was, I was hoping you were going to say a cage fighter or something like that. No, like the double no, rainbow I guy. Have, I, I have done nothing interesting in my life, other than um, make dusk and tune some mighty fine pianos. Yeah, I, <laughs> I actually have a pian- I have a piano tuning question later. But let me oh. finish my legs exploding story. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. So, like, I haven't even cleaned up the blood because I just like looking down and reminding myself that I'm alive, uh, which <laughs> is, like, yeah. So, like, Star said, you know, every once you need to get beat up once a year, not only to feel alive, but to remind yourself that, like, life isn't an action movie. Because, like, real-life fights are, like, way, way worse than the movies because in the movies it's, like, knock down, drag out, people are getting, like, punched in the face and they're still going. Like... You go down so fast after getting punched in the face in real life. Unless you're, like, trained really, really hard for a long time. Like, getting punched in the face, your lights just go out. You're just like, oh, and I'm done. And, like... In, uh, in the same way that, like, uh, to, like, a martial artist will train, like, break their bones a little, like, microfractures to be able to punch through, like, bricks. Uh, boxers have that done to their brains in order to get punched in the in the head it's called cpe yeah basically yeah it gives you it gives you uh uh oh gosh i shouldn't make any jokes about it because it's it's pretty serious issue so i'm gonna get really fucked up it's really Uh, fucked up (laughs) but uh yeah i i yeah because like when you when you fall down in a real fight like they just keep punching you because in the movies they're like i'm done and like i win and then Mm. they like go back to like their uh evil serpent layer or the good dojo depending on if you're the bad guy or the good guy in this fight um hmm? you were with us when we saw uh um hobbs and shaw right yeah the best movie ever made true remember the last scene where they're just like well well shit uh we have this t1000 who you know is really tough 
What if what if you distract him by letting him punch you in the face? <laughs> then I punch you in the face. I'll distract him by letting him punch me in the face. Yeah. And uh, they walked out of it uh, basically unharmed, like not even a black eye. Yeah, remember that. I need killed... to see that movie. It, it's <laughs> one of the top five movies ever made for sure because it's it's basically. Uh, the Rock and Jason Statham uh, seeing who can punch harder for I think the movie's seven hours long. It's the Russian arc of the of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. I uh, need to see it. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's. It looked so stupid from the trailers. I was excited. The, I'm hoping it's really really stupid. There's there's a certain self awareness to the Fast and the Furious franchise that like revels in its own stupidity. You know, it's not. It seems I've never actually seen one of the movies, but. From the outside, it always I was always like, they know what's up. Well, it, they I, know they're a meme. I yeah, and I appreciate that, you know, because yeah. it doesn't pretend like it's anything more than what it is. Like it has this stupid message about family, but like you could tell even when they're writing the script, they're just like, whatever. Like I, I don't give a fuck. Whereas like if you play something right. like Call of Duty, it has to like feign seriousness. Like remember when in, in the Call of Duty games when you die and those like sad quotes will come up? It's like I have become yeah. Death Destroyer of Worlds, Oppenheimer. It's like what in the fuck? It's like breaks the flow of the game so much. And like and and like Call of Duty games are like actually promoting this. Like there's like a whole screen I can go on on Call of Duty about how it like promotes real world like new a new neo imperialism because like even if you're saying like hey isn't it bad that like we're imperialists and you know the real terrorists can be countries too like the fact that you're this like badass operator and they use those terms is like fucking ridiculous anyways point i'm making is it's great to see a movie about a guy that steals cars so hard it summons the terminator and like that's the plot of house <laughs> <and Shaw. laughs> That's the whole franchise. That's what it's been leading up to. Is like they they stole cars so good that now they can only be stopped by nano machines. It's like Hideo <laughs> Kojima's dream. This is the real like Michael Bay and Hideo Kojima, basically the same guy. I really I, I I would like if uh, big multi million blockbusters were more willing to just be completely and utterly stupid like that more what, often. What if Hideo Kojima is the Michael Bay of Japan, but because of translation issues, we just think he's a genius. Like, but everyone in Japan just can see that he's, like, making ridiculous shit. And what if in Japan they think Michael Bay is, like, some kind of auteur genius? That's the thing about Michael Bay, though, is it's not even that ridiculous. Like, it's it's just, like, dumb. Like, it's not even like, oh, this is so dumb, it's funny. It's just like, eh. Yeah, I at mean, least from what I've seen, maybe maybe the older stuff kind of was, but like the the Transformers movies and stuff, I'm like, there is nothing here. They're just, uh, they're, I mean, they're not even like fun. I think you're forgetting the best movie ever, The Rock, which is a movie where Nicolas Cage uppercuts a poison capsule into someone's brain so that his head melts, then has to jab himself in the heart with an adrenaline needle while lighting a flare to call off the jets they're going to blow up Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, the, the Rock was pretty good. That's a great um, movie. But that, that's an older one. That like that's like older Michael Bay. And, and that, that was, was that was first wave Michael Bay. <laughs> and for the that's the only Michael Bay movie I like. And for the, the children out there one. that haven't seen The Rock, that was an actual description of the ending of The Rock. That is actually what happens in that movie. <laughs> and I mean, th this is also a movie with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, it spoils so, each other. I mean, that alone makes it. You know, it it could have like. It could have, like, no script, and it could just be, like, them on the screen just staring at you, and it would still be great. <laughs> yeah. I love Nicolas Cage. He chooses the scenery oh, yeah. so hard. 
He's I, great. Yeah. I mean, I think that if there ever is like a film adaptation of any of your games that you should get Nicolas Cage to play a role in it. I mean, Mandy is basically the Dusk movie. <laughs> basically, yeah. Uh, it's a good but movie. Yes, that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the uh the the Mandy people, uh Legion M, they uh invited me to their Comic-Con room to talk to the various different producers and stuff. But I was uh like very hammered at the time and I totally forgot the whole interview and <laughs> oh. so I never published it and they got very mad at me. Nice. Like, that's just what happens sometimes. This is what it's like being a journalist. Sometimes you forget you did an interview. <laughs> <laughs> the glorious life. Um anyways, uh I, I think you made another video game though, right? Something? Me? Yeah. No, I've never made another video game. Yeah, it's just I Dusk. I only made finger bones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Dusk is just a really elaborate finger bones mod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, wow. it's a seldom known fact, yeah. Yeah, you're actually just you the publisher on it, and in typical publisher fashion, you just took all the credit. Right. <laughs> if you had have one game that you wanted to be promoted that's not Dusk, what would it be? Oh, hmm. So are we? We're talking just um, games that you have made. We're talking this. just that it would get it would get a lot of promotion, not um, like not not that it would be like promoted and everyone would would love it, right? <laughs> we're just talking it would get promotion. Yeah, yeah. It's not oh, like you geez. expect it to. You don't expect it to sell a million copies, but hmm. I think a better phrase is like, which game do you do you wish you were known more for? You know. Oh, that's a good. That's a good way to phrase it. Yeah, because I, I don't want to shock you here, but most people know you for uh, the FPS uh, retro. Oh, oh yeah, desk. yeah. I, I'm far and away. That's what. <laughs> um, man, I think that's really hard because I always look back on older stuff. Um, like it, it's kind of hard to look back on it because all I can see are the issues. And so anything I've done, I just look back and I'm like, oh no, everyone would hate that if like, <laughs> um, but I think probably the music machine, um, even though there are issues with that, but like, um, I don't know. I think there's, there's some things about it that I'm still pretty, uh, that I'm still pretty proud of, especially like the, the soundtrack and the atmosphere and stuff. Mm -hmm. So probably that one, but um yeah, it's I, I've had a bit of a weird lopsided, uh, a l bit of a lopsided career at this point because it's been a bunch of it's been like you know four tiny uh, horror walking sims and then dusk, <laughs> which <laughs> has almost nothing to do with any of that. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, dusk is uh, a good game though. So I mean. I think a lot of people go through their whole lives just trying to make a good game that resonates. So the fact that you got there is, you know, kudos to you. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, have, I don't have any complaints there for sure. I kind of, okay, well, I did want to talk about your, okay, do you want to talk about tornadoes or cats? Uh, I can do either. Okay. No, you have to pick. <laughs> can we do cats first? I just want to, I, sure. want, I want to know about uh, Zamboni. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zamboni is my cat. Um, one of my cats. I actually have four cats um, and a dog. Uh, used to have five. One of them ran away. It was sad. Um, but yeah, Zamboni is 
now you don't want to play favorites, but he he really is the favorite cat um, <laughs> because he he's just very special. Um, he has a deformed face. We got him as a kitten. Um, he was a stray kitten, and he was like the friendliest stray kitten ever. Like super, super, super aggressively friendly. Um, and he just he has this. I'm not sure. We don't we don't really know what's up with his face, but it's like it's. Um, I think it was deformed from birth. I don't think he had an accident or anything because he came to us like that. Mm. Um, so like his his nose is all weird and mangled looking, and his his eyes are different sizes. Um, and I'll like, be, what was I'll that? Be it. I'll be honest. I didn't think he was real when I. Yeah. I thought he was photoshopped. I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah. No piece. A hundred percent real. He just watched uh, that ring tape. Uh, and it's yeah, all, yeah. all the, it's his face looks normal in real life, but in pictures it's just all swirly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he's uh, he can't see very well because of that. I'm pretty sure he can't smell very well. Um, and it seems like maybe there's something up with his brain also because he does not act like a normal cat. Mm-hmm. Um, which is to say, he doesn't really have the fear instinct. He does kind of. He'll get a little bit, like, unsure of things, but um, he doesn't really get scared of stuff you probably should be scared of as a cat, <laughs> uh, which makes him a wonderful, like, house house cat, because um, he'll just, you know, he's friendly with everyone. You can take him to the vet, and he's just fine with it. Uh, we have to give him eye drops twice a day, because his, his eyes don't produce tears properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just fine with it. Yeah, You know, he doesn't, like... You just you just you know grab his face and hold his eye open and put the drops in. And he's just like, yeah, this is cool. Um, <laughs> and he's very friendly. He's very aggressively friendly. Is a good way to put it. He loves getting petted, um, but he also loves biting. He has like like bite even more than a normal cat. He has this like bite instinct <laughs> where he just likes biting everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very cool. He's a very cool animal to have, and we're. Um, and I post pictures of him on Twitter every so often because he's, you know, unique and fun. It is a very unique looking cat for sure. Yeah. Oh, and we named him some some um sometimes people ask why we named him Zamboni. We had one person be like, Oh, are you hockey fans? And we're like, What's hockey? <laughs> um so, and we we named him Zamboni because it's a funny name. That's that's the only reason. Uh it was actually the name preceded him. Um, he, uh, we, we, we were like, someday we need to find a cat and name it Zamboni. That would be hilarious. <laughs> and then we found him and we're like, this is Zamboni. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, I thought it was based off zombie, like zombie. No, cat. no, Zambonis are like the, um, they're, the they're the machine they use to clean Smooth. the ice. At, Smooth out um, the ice. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they throw candy. They're pretty magical, actually. Yeah. Um, much, much like he is. Zamboni does have his own Twitter page. I know because I follow him. I once was. Oh ice- yeah, there's a there's a Twitter account that pretends to be Zamboni. <laughs> it's not yours. No, no, that's not me. That's um, a fan or someone. I think Rachel's planning on starting an Instagram for him at some point. Yes, I need to see videos. Rachel is your wife. Account. Yeah, or to- I think I do have some videos of him. Maybe I should post some. Okay, I didn't know if you had like a separate stalker. That was like, I'm going to make an Instagram of your cat, but you just have like a normal gregarious life. And you're like, this is my stalker, but we're also kind of friends. So, <laughs> Oh, they mean the, the Twitter person? Yeah. yeah. That, 
I mean, there's a precedent there for fans making Twitter accounts for New Blood Pets. D- Dave's, uh, well, it's not really his dog, but his uh, surrogate. I don't know how to how to this, but the, the Roxy Roxy has a Twitter account. Oh um, yeah. That like is... chunky Roxy or something. Roxy the chunk. Yeah, Roxy the. Yeah, there's the Twitter accounts. Yeah, I mean it could be a lot better because I need more cat pictures. It's not. Yeah, enough. I should probably post more of him. Um, mm-hmm. I just yeah. have so many things on my list. Usually, I only do it when I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I'll post a picture of Zamboni and everyone. We will... keep all our de- developers very busy. <laughs> <laughs> right. My, my, I had the, the best moment with my cat that was just like the moment of intergenerational, like, difference, you know, like, because like, mm. I, I'm a young child born of the internet, and there's a certain culture and jokings that we have. Uh, my cat licks me a lot. He really likes me. Mm-hmm. He like tries to clean Aww. me like daily, like licks my beard, licks my face. And my, my father, who I love very deeply, um, he's, he's uh, 68, you know, different generation. So he's like, what, is he gay? And then he laughs. And I was like, aw, like, you think that's funny still. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the differences in the generation. But that's, the, the older I get, the less yeah. I'm like offended and trying to change people. I'm just like, nah, you tried. You tried to be funny. You thought this was going to be a bonding moment. It's just tried. weird. I have this image I, I use occasionally that it's just like an MS Paint star that says tried. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know exactly what that is, yes. Like the, yeah. the older I get, like the, the less I... I'm 30, so I don't feel... I'm not fucking old, obviously, but uh, like, I, I don't know. I, like, uh, I know that there's like a point in time where a new phone's going to come out and I'm just not going to be aware of it for like a year. And I'm, mm-hmm. that's going to be the moment where I'm like, I'm out of it. You know, like I'm not cool. That anymore. is already me. Right. But that has been me for my entire life to be, to and be honest. I have more sympathy for people like my dad now who like didn't mean it maliciously. He's just like, here's a casual joke. And it just happens to be inappropriate now. But I didn't know that because I'm old. And it's like, yeah, you, you do you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had similar experiences. So unfortunately, I know. And like my parents mean well. Like, they tell people that, like, oh, you're doing such a good job, sweetie. And I'm like, please don't say that to people. It's patronizing. You know, like, yeah. they're trying to be nice, but it comes off as really gross. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. My parents still don't think I have a real job. <laughs> they're like, what do you, you play games all day on the computer. I'm like, do I? <laughs> yeah. But my, my parents are good at noticing that I have a real job now. But it's it's very annoying because growing up, my parents were like, what are you going to do, play video games for work? And I was like, ideally. And they're like, that's not a real job. <laughs> but now my mom will like send me links and she's like, my friend Susan's son is an Overwatch player and made $7 billion last year. And I'm like, hey, that could have been me. Shut the fuck up. Like, you're the one that was like, you should go to law school. And like, here I am not being a lawyer. Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. as like games get more legitimized, you know, it gets easier and easier every year. And like, like I think now my parents are proud of me, and it, it makes me happy. Uh, I, what about you, David? Um, well, I bought a house, so they're they're pretty sure I have a real job. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll that'll do. We bought a house in like what? What state do you live in? Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah. So I live like, in Northwest Pennsylvania. It's like fifteen bucks. Like whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's the great thing is I have I have a nice house and um, 
but it was it it was not that expensive because I live a place yeah. nobody wants to live. I'm like, hey, your you, um, you, yeah, you, your mortgage oh, is like three years of corn and a leg of lamb a month. Yeah, basically to the local warlock. Um, oh, and the best part is I live in. Um, it's essentially a subdivision, but it was a really bad subdivision, and there are only like four houses in here. So most of it is just open field, which is what I want. Like, I, I want to live in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to be around people. But I want to have halfway decent internet and not have to not, not have to drive a tractor to get groceries because of the mm-hmm. snow. So, so it's sort of the best of both worlds, um, which is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, my, my parents have always... Act, um, they've always been supportive as much as... Uh, as much as they could be, uh, which is to say that they were not supportive when I was playing Stalker Call of Pripyat in my room instead of um, studying for my college classes while I was living at home, <laughs> um, mm. which is immensely understandable. They weren't supportive when I was like, um, you know, uh, having having trouble with grades because I was like spending my time making stuff in Game Maker instead of studying. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of course they weren't, because it looked like I was just like fooling around and failing. But um, when when I when it you know turned into a career, there was never a point where they're like, "That's not a real job. You need to." They were like, "Oh, okay, cool. You you there's a." I remember my mom describing it as she was like, "I was." so happy to finally like see that there's a there's there's a square hole to fit my square peg child into in the world because for a long not a long time but for a some amount of time um it kind of looked like uh i that wasn't gonna happen with me I, i wasn't really thriving at college or thriving at being in the workforce or anything like that so i've been very lucky in that way that they uh, were always supportive of me trying to take a, a weird, you know, a, a weird approach to making money. I can just imagine I... the other side of the story. There's like some piano tuning sensei out there at a bar, like drinking uh-huh. away his woes. And he's like, I had a good one once. I taught a man to tune <laughs> piano by ear, but he went into game development instead. He could have been that the world's That did kind of happen, actually. I was, um, I was, I wouldn't say it was, t- I, I had a short mentor like mentorship uh from one of the the pretty much the 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 big piano tuner around this area um and he sent me work sometimes and there was a point where i i was like i'm not tuning pianos anymore i think i'm just gonna be making games so i had to tell him yeah don't send me work anymore i have this other job that i'm doing now Mm -hmm. which is sad because um well, for one thing, I, I had to basically kill the small business that I built up, um, mm-hmm. which yeah. I hate. Uh, I, I come from a long line of small business owners, and mm-hmm. so ingrained into my very being is small businessness. And mm-hmm. so, like, like uh, actively shutting down, you know, this business I'd started going was uh, still doesn't quite sit right with me. But you know, I was starting to spend more and more time doing games instead. Um, but also the other thing is that piano tuning is, it's weird because you'd think it's a, it's a dying art because most people are 
moving over to like digital keyboards and stuff. Um, yeah. But it's not actually, it's a dying art because there aren't a lot of people tuning pianos. There's still demand for it, uh, at least in this area. Um, I, I heard once, I don't know how accurate it is, but I heard once that it's like, even if there were no new pianos manufactured now, there would still be like some thousands of uh, pianos for every tuner out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so in this area, there's like, I was basically the person. Like, people would come to me because they're like, I've tried everywhere and no one is doing it anymore. So it's like, just, it's you. So not only did I um, shut down my business, but essentially I made it so it's like, well, I guess you can't get a piano tuner in this area anymore, <laughs> which is which is sad, but it, it was something I just had to decide to do if I wanted to keep, um, you know, keep doing stuff at the... Uh, you know, if they really the, honestly not level, but like the the amount of stuff that I wanted to do. If they wanted to make more uh, piano tuners, sorry, Jesse, go ahead. Uh, this is really relevant, but would you recommend people like? I can't imagine it's as dangerous, but when I think of like a person tuning their own piano, I can't help but imagine like the same danger as a person trying to fix their own garage door. Or, like, no, it's not dangerous. <laughs> The spring or the yeah. piano Final wire. Destination style, the piano wire flies into their eyeballs. No, I've broken yeah, pianos, it, piano wires before. That's not how they break. It, um, it, they, they all snap apart at once and cut you up like Metal Gear Rising right. Revengeance. Right. <laughs> no, it's it's actually pretty um it's pretty not dramatic. It's just there's a snap and like a uh you know the sound of like a piano breaking you know that you hear in like cartoons and stuff it's like there's there's like a snap and you kind of hear all the piano notes at once like that and yeah. then you're like oh crap the string broke oh that's disappointing um, i mean it's good yeah that it is uh being uh diced yeah uh, honestly, it is dangerous in the sense that like um for one you can you can break your own piano strings pretty easily if you don't know what you're doing because uh the movement like the adjustments you make are pretty tiny they're not like re- it's not like tuning a guitar where you're kind of reefing you know the tuner it's like you're making these really micro adjustments and if you pull the string too tight well it's gonna break and the other thing is that um if you get your piano out of tune because you don't know what you're doing you can't really get it back you like you don't use a tuner to tune a piano i mean they do sell like digital ones for piano tuning but it's like you can't just like grab a guitar tuner and be like oh i'll get this note back to um, back to A or whatever. It doesn't work that way. So it's dangerous in that sense. But yeah, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna hurt yourself tuning a piano. Honestly, You'll hurt your shoulder probably if from they, reefing the the tuning hammer. But if they wanted to have more piano tuners, they should just really release a new season of pianos because, like, really at this point, the meta the meta is just super stale. They need to shake it up. I mean, people have figured out the optimal tuning strats so far. They need to just release a new piano. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna release piano two, and it's just an accordion. Yeah, <laughs> piano two. Is, if piano is so good, why is there no piano two? <laughs> when's, uh, piano, well, when's piano for the switch coming out? Ted, let's go. <laughs> piano for the switch. Yeah. Never mind. Just uh, so. So, anyways, um, that was a lot about uh, pianos. Go ahead, what's Jesse. A, what's the game you're making? Who, me? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, do we have to talk about that? I mean, it'd be nice. Last time you were here, you were killing hell ponies. Yes. 
yes, previously on David being on the podcast, um, yeah. we were shooting human corpses that have been mangled and stretched into a pony shape, and now um, no, you're shooting on the, squirrels. Previously on the podcast, you and I were talking to David Jaffe. Yeah, that was that fun. That was the last time we were you were, you were here. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was playing Oblivion while we were doing that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Cards on the table. That was a Not fun actually one, playing anything. Yeah, it was. Um, was, uh, so yeah, I was I'm... playing the accordion during that. Oh, okay. You were playing the was, piano it, too during that. It was an electric accordion, so you couldn't hear it. It just, you know. Hit me up if you know any good hurdy gurdy players, because we, we're looking. To oh make man, some the hurdy gurdy. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I, I mean, it's your a... uh, Twitch streams too. Just, I know that's kind of out there, but. Sorry, yeah. what was that? I, di- I didn't hear the first part. I've been enjoying your Twitch streams for a new blog. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You've yeah, seen... I feel like I still haven't gotten the hang of like how to stream. It's 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 a skill. It seems like um, yeah. um, trying to keep like commentary and like talk to people and also play the game. <laughs> yeah, if you want, uh, I have a little bit of experience. Of sure, years, yeah, so definitely. Because I've given uh, Dave Oshry, Dave. I've given. Yes. <laughs> I talked to him quite a bit about that too. I was like, you need emotes. You need alerts. Um, mm-hmm. He's the one that wanted like the chat on screen as you're playing the game. I don't. Yes. That's, yeah, that's what he wanted. Um, I don't do it that I way. Did that on my own, to be fair. Um, okay. That was my bad idea. If that's a bad no, idea. No, it's not a bad idea because like if you ever put it on YouTube, you like you want the chat on there so people know what you're talking about. Yes. Um, but if it's not going to be on YouTube, so it depends on like how you want to use that content, um, like what your goals are with the Twitch stream. So. Hmm. And like, well, like, I was thinking kind of future proofing in that way, where it's like if we put it on YouTube or somewhere, then the chat is just there. Um, previous to that, I'd read the messages as I was replying to them, but I felt like that was kind of weird. I don't know, or it could just not have it because we don't, we haven't really put many of them up on YouTube yet. Have you uh, considered just hula hooping on stream? Because all the streams I watch was just people hula hooping. I'm not sure why. I don't know. I mean, I'll have to acquire a webcam first. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. And then you could, uh, you know, sell your bathwater or something. Yeah. No, that's not what you do. See, what you do is you get a dry erase board and you put it behind you. And then mm-hmm. when somebody subscribes to you, you get up off the chair, you bend over, and you write on the dry erase board their names. Oh, oh wait, is that, is is that, that what, what it's for? Uh, I get it now. Yeah, I I haven't ever actually watched the the sexy the sexy cam girl streams, so I don't actually know what they do. <laughs> Is that what they do? They get like really soft lighting and like stuffed mm. animals, and they just basically like they lay they lay back like they're a princess, and they just read chat and just like go back and forth with chat like it's a conversation. Yeah, it's mostly just if I were still a single man, I'll bet that would be very comfy to relax. <laughs> <laughs> they they do well until they you know be a little bit too greedy. That's when they come into until their boyfriend accidentally from. walks on the street. Until their boyfriends, <laughs> and yeah. then they then they lose like eleven thousand subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, they lose oh like man, twenty yeah, percent of their it's followers. For me. <laughs> that's a weird sign of twitch god yeah i have a yeah. friend i have a friend that's a variety streamer which is i believe the correct the politically correct term for cam girl no i'm just kidding i know that they're oh, different things i'm being not, i'm but... being funny i'm being funny um i have a friend that's a variety streamer um good friend of mine and um she's great because she she has like a wheel that she spins when people sub to like oh what's a reward but she taught yeah. her dog how to spin it 
And that's the best. Oh. And I'm like, I this is a person that I will subscribe to for sure. Because she taught her daughter yeah. to spin the wheel. And I was like, that's that's I'm sold. She's a very nice lady. Her name is Brittany. Shout out to Brittany. I know she listens. Okay. So <laughs> nice. Very nice. can like typically tip uh streamers. Can you tip the dog? Uh <gasps> yeah, if you if you tip, she gives the dog treats. Oh cool. Oh that's right. a good that's a good idea. Yeah. Can, oh yeah, well, man. You don't show your webcam, but what you could do is be like, uh, if they do give you a certain amount of tip, you can show a, a GIF that pops up on screen of Zamboni, Zamboni, uh -huh. <laughs> so that at least people see Zamboni. Because oh, um, I, I can link you some streams of people to, to have you get like some creative ideas of like what you can do. Now, what you I'm really sure need, David, to take it to the next level is also to tweet that you're having you're going to have to take stream off tonight because you're having a bad mental health day, but you can still donate to your Ko-Fi to coffee to your to, to help cheer you up <laughs> that's when you don't feel like streaming nobody does that unless they want to get like destroyed people um, do that all the time the, i do the, not i do not no if you do that people will call you out you're not a streamer until you set up a schedule and then fail to meet your schedule <laughs> noted that's a lot yeah of i'm i'm up for any sort of sources on it um i mean for me i just kind of started doing it for fun um you're good. Dave Dave wants to, to Dave then got involved. He's like, We gotta make this blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh okay, I guess I have to be a proper streamer now. So um which is fine. I mean, um I'm I'm up for trying it. One thing I would say is that I would give people uh -huh. shout outs. Like this is just me. Like okay. for example, C V comes into your, your stream and he gives yes. like, people subs. Like call it, be like, this is my boy CV. He loves dusk, you know. He's go oh, let him. people know when people have. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so, gotcha. Like just be like, like he's an important part of the new blood community. Um, and I mean, not everybody, obviously, but like right. I, I call out people's names, and that makes people feel like you're you're listening to that because Twitch is the difference between Twitch and YouTube. YouTube, you can just like make a video about whatever and people watch passively, but the people are specifically on Twitch to watch you live. You want them to come mm -hmm. live. So you want them to feel like they're part of a, a conversation that they're not just watching you. Like you're a TV show, like you're actually sitting there and they want to get to know you because that's the world we live in in 2020. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. It's so weird. Cause like, I, I never, I've never, I, I've never, I don't really watch streamers, which I shouldn't say because, like, I run a video game company. I watch all the streamers, and they're wonderful, especially all the ones that have played the Jetix collection. You're my favorite, guys. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Jordan, normally in my own life, I don't really watch streamers because, um, like, that whole conversational thing, it just feels very one-sided. And uh, I can't have a conversation with someone unless I'm the dominant party in the group because of my narcissism. <laughs> so it just doesn't really fit well for me. So I'd probably be a better streamer than a streamy, I get a streamed at. Stream well, all you have to do receiver. is watch the stream and then like get to know the community, and then not only will you know the the regulars that come in. It's like a bar, right? You go to a bar, and you see the regular people that come into the bar. You know the bartender. <laughs> okay, but right? but at a you bar, people go to a talk to your other people. That's exactly what it's like. People go to a bar because there's a point one percent chance you're going to get late that night, and that's not going to happen in the stream. Not in a TwitchCon. There is some. Serious. I, I know, but I'm saying what I'm saying is is that I think people. So it's have more this, than point one, is what you're saying. People have a hope. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God! There's a huge dating uh, community. Like no, no, it's streamers banging other streamers though. It's not streamers banging their viewers that are giving the biggest subs. <laughs> if that's how it worked, then all the nerds' dreams would be coming true. 
here's the thing though most streamers are guys all the top streamers except for like pokimane and ammunition most top streamers are guys so mm -hmm. like no there's not banging going on but there is a lot of uh male bonding and entertainment and i would know, i would i would so be on board for a dude streamer that's just there to bang other dudes like and that's his thing it's just like he's really good at <laughs> call of duty and pounded ass that's like what he talks about like i mean like what is like male thoughts uh you know on twitch and i fully support it <laughs> well because like a lot of the gay gamers that term like, is just funny to me male thoughts <laughs> well because I, yeah. I know a lot of gay dude gamers and um the thing is is that like there's the stereotype of like how gay guys dress and talk and they're all into fashion but most of the gay dude gamers that i know like don't subscribe to that uh stereotype um they're usually like like you wouldn't really know unless like they tell you which uh, is is their choice but like that's the thing is like i just want a, a really really like strong powerful masculine openly gay call of duty player that's like hey bro i'm gonna fuck your dad but like for real though i totally fuck your dad bro and like just like total positivity <laughs> gay bro that probably exists somewhere i would subscribe to that dude I, that would be so much fun. I mean, I, that's how you change hearts and minds, you know? That's how we move into 20... No, so it's not about the game. That's the thing you guys don't understand. It's not about the games. because Unless you're a professional player and you're just amazing at what you do in a multiplayer game, nobody cares. So people gone there for your... And, like, uh, Davis is a funny dude. Like, you, you got some jokes. I appreciate that. I don't yeah. agree, but... <laughs> and, and you also have a fantastic laugh. Like, oh, the laugh. That's... Any any point I've been at in life, people mention that. Ah, uh, the Shemaine Like since laugh. I was since I was tiny, it's always like ah, David with the laugh. Um, well, which is fine. Like I, I'm fine with that. Game. It's just funny how like consistent that is. Well, John um, has like the goofiest giggle I've ever heard. He's like, yeah. <laughs> every time he laughs. Yeah, it's great. Um, I love it. I mean, you should see David play this like Russian clown game. Yeah, track the hunt. And like, and the, playing the ska music, the Russian ska music, like David <laughs> goes ball, like he just loves it. And I, I enjoy, like his genuine enjoyment of the game makes me happy. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. That's yeah. Because yeah, that what I, I really wanted to do with it is just I, I thought it'd be really fun to like play. Well, that one, that's the only game I've, I've played so far that I haven't played before. I definitely want to do more like that. Um. <laughs> But uh, a lot of the other streams I've done have been like, here's a game I really like, and I want to like walk through it with people and kind of show them, you know, how cool this game is or why I think it's cool. Yeah, I would watch David's stream, but I tend to only watch streamers I, I'm trying to sleep with. So you know, oh been there, done yeah, that, been that's... there, done that already with David. So <laughs> how do you are, think? How do you think way, there he are got this? Streamers that don't, you know, show what? their body. I I I don't believe in that, nor do I support it. I think every male streamer should be dicks out, balls push up, push up thong for the balls on display. I want to see those those motherfuckers. I want to see if they're if your balls as smooth as eggs, as Dave Chappelle would say. Ooh, okay. Smooth as eggs. I feel like I feel like maybe in this case Ted doesn't represent my average viewer. Yeah. yeah. I, sorry, I thought we were fucking interviewing Dave Oshry again. My bad. He didn't believe this shit. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure that 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 definitely that represents Dave's average viewer. I'm pretty sure anyone who watches Dave is just there to try and sleep with him. I, I'm gonna hit up, I'm gonna hit up Dave after this. Be like, Yo, Dave, you want to do a cocks out stream? He's like, Yeah. 
I'm I'm literally talking to him on Twitter right now. I should tell. I should <laughs> that oh, is my idea for a Cox out stream. <laughs> no, no. Wait, do you get in trouble with Dave often? Um, <laughs> that's a yes. <laughs> no, no, not it's it's every so often, not too often. There are people at New Blood who get in trouble more often. Let's let's put it that way. Okay. Um, every once in a while, I'll just get a message from him, and it's like, "What the fuck, David?" <laughs> be like, oh no, what did I tweet? <laughs> I, did, I said something wrong. I, uh, you know what? Who else gets that? Ted. I, I do get. <laughs> I, I do that, get my I, I completely slapped. believe that. Yes. Yeah, like sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'll get a screenshot from Dave and be like, "What is Ted doing? What is Ted?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm not Ted." It'll usually be a reply to Dave's tweet where he's some, some, saying is. something about like the thickness of his dick, and I'll be like. <laughs> And I'll, I'll just, like, reply something, like, super, super benign, like, let me taste it, bro. And then, like, she'll be like, Star will be like, Ted, don't do that. And I'll be like, what? Yeah, because people think it's me. Because <laughs> Ted doesn't believe in personal Twitter accounts. Yeah, my, my personal oh, Twitter account I is just, 70 I followers. Just assume, I can tell the Dread XP account is Ted. No, it's oh, Star, mostly. Oh, yeah, it oh. is mostly me. But... No, the replies. When I tweet yeah. something, yeah. there's a reply. I'm like, that is 100% Ted. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. The... yeah, I was actually going to submit like a, a an application to get permission to shit posts. Like, but <laughs> I, I don't think I'll be, I don't think I have the right credentials. I, I'm slowly giving up more and more control of things to the people that I've hired to do such things. Like, I usually am the one tweeting about the articles, but I'm like, hey, Jesse, you need to remember to tweet about the articles, but he forgets. So, Jesse, you need to tweet about the articles. This is me reminding you. I know, you. but, like, I don't know. A lot of the times uh, I either, like, it's just, like, the titles. Like, I can't think of a good title to put. And so I also all, the, all those joke titles that you have just make those the headlines of the tweets and have the titles of the articles be something serious. Just, just, just swip it, swip it around, flip, flip it around. It's oh. all good. It's pretty easy. Um, this is why you're the boss, and I'm the. And I'm the <laughs> it took, uh, me, took me seven years to learn okay. that I should just put information in the titles. David, can you explain yes. to Ted why having a personal account is is good? Because and like, what's the difference between the New Blood account and then your account? Um. Well, I may not have the right answer there, but I can tell you why I think it's good. Hmm. Um. Which is that uh, if it's a business account, you kind of have to just tweet about your own stuff. You, you, I mean, it has to be a business account, right? There has to be, I mean, this isn't really true for New Blood, but there has to be some moniker <laughs> of professionalism. Um, with a personal account, you can just shitpost to your heart's content. Mm -hmm. um, actually, my account uh, at the beginning was a business account. It was, it was a Dusk account. Um, which I actually consciously did because I had another Twitter account before, which I ended up deleting because I was very unhappy with my own behavior on that account. Mm, um, and so when I did the Dusk account way back when, like way before it was even a New Blood game, I'm like, this is going to be a business account because if this is for Dusk, that means there are, you know, subject, there's a lot of subjects and stuff. I just can't go into because it's a dusk account it's not a david account um and then gradually over the years uh it just turned into a david account i think we had the we had the like tag changed um stuff i, I still don't go into certain things now because i'm like no i know where uh i know i know where that leads but 
Um, you know why yeah, I, I, don't I kind have of transitioned personal... it into being an account where I could like post because really, you know, I I work at New Blood, um, but it's still kind of I'm my own. I, I hate to say it this way, but it's like I'm kind of my own product. I'm selling in a way uh, yep. where it's like. I can't just sell Dusk because I'm going to make more games other than Dusk. So what that account has to be is it's like, this is just, this is, this is me. Yeah. And, and hopefully people come in, you know, the people who come in and enjoy that will also then enjoy the games I make and we'll see them from that account and buy them and stuff like that. I've had so many developers that judge me for that. They're like, mm -hmm. personal branding is gross. Like you can't, you know, whatever and i'm just like bro you know like this is <laughs> this is how business is and it really is yeah and, the and it, that's oh sorry yeah. sorry go i was ahead. gonna say the people who complain about that are not winning i'll just say that <laughs> right and this isn't true i mean this this is true in business that isn't that has nothing to do with the internet also it's been true for probably centuries you know, <laughs> where it's you know um the, the business owner is kind of part of the brand. Um, now, in my case, I'm not, like, and I'm prob I probably should be more conscious about creating a brand image, but, like, I, that's not really who I am. <laughs> uh, I don't, like, create a character, per se. I mean, I kind of play up certain parts of, like, like the... Uh, the bad takes and the, and the, you know, the shit posting and everything. I play up a little bit, but it's like the person I am on Twitter is pretty much, that's just me. You know, that's my sense of humor. That's like, those are the things I like and enjoy and uh, the opinions I have and stuff. Um, so it's not like I, in, in my case, it's not like I created a brand per se. It's just that I'm, you know, being a solo indie developer, part of what makes people what part of what makes that appealing to people is the the human behind that yeah you know the be, like seeing this is a game that came from like one person and this is their vision um part of what is appealing to people is seeing the person you know that that came from so um yeah so i in, in for me having myself be kind of visible is a part of that so when you see when you see like smaller developers, uh, like what advice would you give them? Because I give them all sorts of advice. Like I, I have like 10 different things that I tell smaller developers to do to grow their stuff and they never listen. <laughs> oh, oh, that's hard. I hate, I hate giving out advice. That's like, um, you have to do this thing for the end. Then this yeah. will happen because yeah. in, you know, the game industry is just so like, it's like volatile chemicals. It's like, you really can't do a, if you do this, then this will happen. And also I'm not that knowledgeable. Like, honestly, I, <laughs> most of the stuff I know, I just know through trial and error or, mm -hmm. um, and I don't know that much. Like, that's why I'm, that's why I'm like, ask like people like you for like, mm -hmm. Hey, why is, you know, why are you doing things this way? Let, please explain to me so that I can know for the future. Cause like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. Are we just talking advice for growing your brand, so to speak, or just advice for well, dev in I general? Think, I think I think what it is, it's it's not. I think a lot of it's what you don't treat, what you don't tweet. So like, a right. lot of people want to throw a bunch of crap on their Twitter, and I'm just like, keep it focused. 
you know, well, like, yeah. you'll, talk about, you'll talk about weird uh, directors like Stanley Kubrick or David Lynch. You'll mm-hmm. talk about, uh, I don't know, like games, like other games. You reply to other people uh, that are, you know, in your community. So you keep it yeah. focused. Like you don't really, yeah, you're not like at lunch with my family. Like <laughs> Right. Um, I probably, honestly, um, I probably could make it more focused if I were more like mm-hmm. utilitarian about the account. Um, uh, the, honestly, the number one thing that comes to mind for me and that I do try to tell other people is don't give it. So there's a good, there's, there's a light side to Twitter and there's a dark side. Um, and no. like I said, I had, a, I had account an account. Well, the light side is that, you know, you can reach all these people. You can have some, really entertaining interactions with fans. Um, it's a good marketing tool in its way. Uh, it's, you know, this is where game development is. This is, it's the game development platform for better or for worse. Um, but like I said, I had a Twitter before this one and I ended up kind of exploding and deleting it and really being, like I said, unhappy with how I'd handled myself on that account. Um, and I, I, I think it's really, really important not to give in to the anger or bitterness because the dark side of game dev Twitter is that there are a lot of awesome creative people out there with awesome projects, but there's also a lot of anger and bitterness and it's really easy to see all of your peers doing that and then you fall into it. And it's just, it's a really, really bad path for a lot of reasons. Not (laughs) only is it really unimpressive looking to anyone who's a fan just like, oh, I like your games. I want to go see your Twitter account. Um, but also, it's very self-destructive. Yeah, this is um, actually something I was talking to someone about earlier today, and I won't reveal who, but, you know, I was giving some uh, advice to someone who was asking, you know, like, because like, I was like, people don't know who you are before they're introduced to the concept of you. Like, none, yeah. of, none of you people know who I was, like, three years ago like you don't know who i was before, like when i was like living in my car and like waking up like outside of outside of bars like like did i ever tell right. you about the time that so i was i i got so hammered that i slept um so <laughs> I, I was trying to sleep in my car but uh, i don't know if you know this but if you sleep in your car uh because of course i know this because i'm a fucking degenerate you can't have your <laughs> keys on you because then it's technically a DUI because you have your keys on you in your car. It's, it's the stupidest thing. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So you got to not have your keys on you when you're sleeping in your car. And so I, you, you're, you put your keys in your trunk or um, I was putting them behind my back tire. So I put the, the keys behind my back tire. And between the keys behind my back tire to me being at the door to open to get into the car, I forgot where my keys were because it was still locked. So I slept uh, under the car. Um, which is a great idea in Phoenix, Arizona. I woke up as 120 and I was dead. And uh, I was was still drunk when I woke up. Uh, This was probably four hours after I had passed out. Um, But I didn't know I was still drunk because, like, uh, when you're that fucked up, you're just like, I I guess I got to go home now. So I was trying to find my (laughs) keys. Um, I remembered that they were under the back tire at this point. But I couldn't figure out which one was my car key. So I was trying to unlock my car door with my house key, right? And, uh-huh. uh, like, that doesn't work because it's not the same wow. thing. Not even close to the same thing. Anyways, uh, the bar that I frequented was next to this place called um, uh, uh, Paradise World? I can't remember what it's called. It's a, it's an adult 
arcade. Uh, what, what does adult arcade mean? It's the place that you go to buy dildos and then you pay $2 to go in the back and quote preview the sex tapes, the, D, the, the adult DVDs that they sell, um, which is basically where you would go to uh, have sex with strangers. That's like the, the, the okay, racket. Okay, so it's the, it's the second level of Duke Nukem. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. actually, yeah. Um, like, minus the pig cops because uh, the cops right. don't go there. Um, <laughs> but uh, this one was like, so theoretically you could uh, have sex with any number of substance addicts here. But uh, in this particular location was known for being uh, the the crossdressers place to go. It wasn't for like transgenders. I'm trying to use, like figure out the correct terminology to like explain the manner of uh, illicit sex that you'd have here. But it was just for like men with beards that wore dresses. Like I'm not exactly sure okay. how the specific terminology is and I want to be respectful. But anyways, uh, one of these individuals uh, approached me because I was having trouble opening my car uh, mid smoking crack. Like they had the crack pipe in their hand. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a dirty crack pipe too. Like, uh, I don't know why I'm judging this person for like the crustiness of their crack pipe, but I was like, watch that shit. Anyways, because um, those get black real fast. So you got to like switch them out or watch them out. Anyways, um, so, and then she, she walks up to me and, uh, goes, or it could have been, maybe they preferred to identify as a he, I didn't ask their preferred pronouns, um, and says, do you need help? And I was like, are you asking me if I need help? You're smoking crack right now at 6am on a Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> You're asking you me if I need help. your car. What? You slept out of your car. Yeah, yeah. She saw me you roll out from under the she car. Saw you crawling out from underneath your car. <laughs> she probably thought at the beginning that it was like the delirium getting to her. Like, there's no way that this is happening. And like, probably the first thing she wanted to ask is like, "Are you real?" But like, she was like, "Okay, there seems to be physical substance to this individual in front of me. He has not yet turned into a lizard and slithered away into the sewers. <laughs> so like, he's probably real." And then she asked if I was okay. And I was like, wow, I need help. And then, like, seven months later, I got sober. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no one knows that about me. That's the point of the story. <laughs> is that, like, I don't I don't lead. When I'm calling someone to, like, offer them a job, right, for working for the Dread X Collection, I'm not, like, uh, a, a crack addict, transgender woman of the night <laughs> once asked me if I was okay. And they're like, what? Like, because like, that's the thing is like a lot of people present themselves as their issues and their problems. And that becomes the trap of Twitter slash is that you, you become normalized to the situation is that like, you know, you become the person who's whining about their work all the time or is whining about someone else's game development all the time, is whining about their competitors all the time. And that person's a fucking huh. drag to be around. And I was and uh -huh. so I was talking to this person. I was like, hey, like you should be aware that like no one fucking knows who you are except for the person that you present yourself. And I know that you're dealing with a lot of stuff on the inside, but like your dad was right. Keep that shit bottled up because no one wants to hear it. Like not really, but like, you know what I mean? It's like you, you put all this not stuff out there. Up, but not aired on social media. <laughs> not even not aired on social media. There's like a way to like, do you want, cause you have all of this backing behind you. You have this like sense of self and you're like, I am self-righteously calling out the wrongs in the industry. But then you come out and you do that, and, like, people don't have the backstory to how you reach these conclusions. They don't know who you are as a person. And they're like, why is this guy just, like, yelling about Mario? And you're like, it's racist! <laughs> and they're like, whoa, how'd you fucking get to that? I don't know you at all. And you're like, I'm the Mario is racist guy. And, like, you might have very good reasons to believe that. Like, you might have put a lot of 
thought, created your thesis, got it stamped by a bunch of different professors, but we don't see that. We just see you, like, shouting on the internet. And, like, that's the problem is that, like, you can't, you can't be all shouting on the internet guy. You know what I mean? Right. It's, there's, it's, it's like a spiral. It's, it's, it's like a, a whirlpool or a tornado, if you will, <laughs> um, where you just, like, yeah. you get into doing it and it's like, um, you don't get positive feedback from it, but you get, like, negative feedback from not doing it. And it's, you know, it's, I guess it's like a weird mental drug in that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just, it just, it destroys your mental health. Uh, yeah. Which then doesn't, and you know that's that happened to me. Thankfully, I I mean I'm not taking any credit here because honestly, what um what sort of like helped me get out of that was being around other people at like New Blood um and stuff who were like, yeah, that's a that's not a great way to do things because it's so normalized on Twitter, um which is really yeah. unhealthy. And then to be clear. I still struggle with this. Like you, you will probably be able to go on my Twitter and scroll through and find cases where it's like, Hey, you're not doing what you're telling other people to do. I'm sure because it's just, it's, it is so easy to type out something and press send and not have to think anymore about it and just get that, like that acid, you know, um, dopamine release of like I did a nasty thing and I said a nasty thing and that makes me feel good but in a bad way. Yeah. Um one of the things yeah. that's also hard for people to comprehend too is that like there are people that are always going to remember you as the worst version of yourself because that's how they got to know you. And that's a hard thing for people to yeah. confront. Like David, I'm sure right. there's people out there that like they knew you before dusk, they knew you before all the other stuff and they're like there's that dude with the weird opinions that used to like rant on Twitter and shit. He's hard to be around. And like that's and that's unfortunate because Truthfully, that that description still fits, but <laughs> yeah, but you you know what I mean is like, and yeah. it's, it's weird because like there are people that know me that have not met me since I got sober, and they're like, right, that's the guy that like used to like break shit like all the time, and like used to like cry in public, like that's <laughs> that's the thing is that like you never know, and that's the unfortunate thing is that it's really hard to confront that in yourself and be like. I need to turn over a new leaf and be something new because you'll always run into that. And then it's really easy to fall back in that depression when someone comes up to you and like, aren't you that guy? And you're like, Oh, I don't want to be known as that anymore. And like, but that's, that's reality. That's just like, that's the part of it's worth it to grow. It's not worth it. It's part of the living process. Yeah. Yeah. It's always worth it to have that self growth, that self development. Um, Cause even though I haven't had it as sensational time as you guys, you know, I've also made a ton of mistakes. Uh, like, I used to run, like, a like a Twitch game dev community. I thought you were, uh-huh. were going to talk about your relationships. <laughs> no. No, I, no, like, my relationships are really boring. Like, I was married for a while, and then he didn't support me, so we got divorced, and that was, like, 2017. So, and since then... Uh, I my have... relationships are even more boring. <laughs> I dated a girl in high school, and then I married her. Aw, that's so sweet, <laughs> that's, that's the extent Scandalous. of it. Whoa. Oh, wait, I, I make up for everyone with the amount of scandal that I get involved in, so... Oh, I'm sure. Oh, but, I mean... Never mind. Not anymore. Saying, officially not anymore, not investors that are listening. <laughs> um, um, I, I'll just say that, like, I used to run this, like, Twitch game dev group, and, like, people, uh, like, the, like, some, I don't know. 
they're like, if you do a stream, like the way that Twitch works, it's very individualistic. There's not really an incentive for you to help other people on the platform. So mm -hmm. trying to build a community through like Twitch game dev was like hell because everyone wanted mm -hmm. to be super selfish and nobody wanted to help each other. So you can't build a community like that. Right, and that makes sense. Twitch gave no incentive for people to want to like come together and help each other streams or work together or collaborate. Like they all wanted to do... So anyways, they hated me because one, I was a female and two, because I wasn't a coder. I wasn't a real game dev or, you know, I, I didn't program. So I, so I had a lot of problems with people who had had attitudes with me who wanted me to promote their games, their Kickstarters, that sort of thing. And then uh, they would turn around and talk shit about me behind my back. And like, so the community never went anywhere because nobody trusted me. You know and I yeah, like that was so difficult to realize I'm a failure. Like I tried and I failed this. And so Twitch shut down the community page. And so I just like, okay, I screw it. I, and it wasn't even my idea. Some other guy was like, uh, you should do this community with me. And I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And he was a really nice guy, really nice streamer. Uh, he did game dev and then he abandoned it and had me do all the work. So nice. <laughs> it was, yeah. So like anyone from that, I had to ban some people off Twitter who were harassing me because of that. Mm. Uh, I took oh, some screenshots. Yeah. The screenshots are pretty bad, but uh, <laughs> that was like the worst I've gotten bullied was from that community. So uh, yeah, I know exactly what you guys mean. It's yeah, not as that's, bad as you makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah people just don't respect community people like marketers you know what's weird is that no like, they really don't well, <laughs> in the shame because that that is a, a legitimate like skill and and craft almost that mm -hmm. should be respected but yeah it's sort of like the, oh there's the person who doesn't do anything and mm -hmm. tells us what yeah well it's so funny because you're like talking about how um you're you're like i'm a game dev but because i didn't code people don't believe me that's like a big difference when you're talking about like guys versus girls in the industry is like as a girl in the industry like you have to like work double hard to prove yourself and that's just like whereas whereas me like i'm not a game dev but people will keep calling me one like even though i like i i say i'm not i'm just the producer but they're like no like you like bring the people together to make the games happen so that makes you a dev i'm like trying to actively have people stop calling me one like, as a dude whereas like that's just the kind of what seems to me to be a, a big difference there hashtag feminism oh <laughs> half the time uh people are like wow ted this is really good like for example in this podcast it's like ted you do the twitters and it's like <laughs> i do some of the twitters i do i do deserve yeah, some credit do. for it so yeah we, we do we sh I, and i love i love that about you i love that uh because it's really frustrating for me to join a, a studio or company and they're like we hate social media you do everything and they shove it in my face and I'm like, okay, so if you want me to create content seven days a week, you know, yeah. and it has to be good quality content, um, but people don't know who we are. So we have to also build a brand. So I can't just, I can't just do the hot takes and like meme jokes right. and stuff like that all the time. It has to be professional. It's, that's impossible. Right. I, <laughs> I do social media on easy mode, essentially, because I'm not, <laughs> I, I don't have to do it for real, so to speak, because it's, it's like, I'm, I, I just... I just do dumb stuff and that works for what I'm doing. 
but like in your case it's like you actually have to have like a strategy and like a reason behind posting things. you actually have to have a reason for posting that is an alien concept to me oh my god i just yeah. realized i need to get married real bad because i'm coming that weird 30 year old dude because like i just realized that my my box my shorts not my boxers my shorts have a huge hole like right below the balls and like and I, I literally oh i literally went whatever these are my bike shorts who cares Let me help that's a thing when you like like i was like whatever these are my bike shorts i'm not throwing these out there's nothing i can there's nothing that can be done you just gotta ride it out <laughs> this is why i need to be married at this point so that there's like another pair of eyes that's being like hey you've gotten to a point in your life where you don't wear you don't you don't wear shorts where your balls can accidentally be out. And I'm just this like, you're, you're right. I need that. I need that person to tell me these things. I no, can confirm. You need to use your, your personal uh, Twitter so that you can post these ideas. <laughs> and get Honestly, that, feedback. that would probably get some traction, to be honest. <laughs> um, that's, that's exactly what Rachel does. She'll be like, hey. These boxers have like a giant hole in them. I'm gonna throw them out. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. You're right. I probably should have thought of that myself. Like an adult man, they can take <laughs> care of themselves. I probably should have noticed. That. I would have kept wearing those for six years. Every time I put them on, going, oh, these are kind of uncomfortable, and then just rolled with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I guess I'm just uncomfortable today. This is my reality. <laughs> just kept going. Well, it's this big thing that she's always like. Uh, frustrated because I'll be wearing socks that have like the, it's not even a hole anymore it's just that the entire toe of the sock is gone <laughs> they are now just like open toed socks complete and I'm just wearing them she's like why are you wearing those they are worn out and I'm like no they're just socks they go in the shoes it's fine <laughs> This now is why women are very tired. This is exactly why we're tired. Because not only do we have to take care of our own shit, but we gotta take care of somebody else's too. Oh, and we have two children also, so. Oh my god. Well, it's a good thing dusk went well. Yeah. Like, she like holds your hand and is like, babe, we got that dusk money. You don't need to wear no yeah. ratty ass socks no more. And I'm you're like, you knew the man I was when you married said- me. I'm pretty sure she has said actually those exact words. Like, <laughs> Why are you wearing these? We can afford new socks. Like, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't relate to game development, so I didn't notice it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I just can imagine. I can imagine the, the as soon as we mentioned the 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 balls out Twitter account, all of a sudden like Dave just enters the call. Like no one invited him. <laughs> yeah, just it's like up. I've been summoned. What happened? Why am I here? We're gonna make a Twitter account that's all balls out, just like holes in the short balls out, and he's like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Oh, you made a game about squirrels, right? What? What? Who made a game about squirrels? Did someone say squirrels? Yeah. Oh shit, you made a video game. Yeah, we haven't talked about the video game yet, I guess. Yeah, we're um, like five and there's minutes a cat on my why are you on my chair, cat? Oh, don't belong on my chair. Oh, <laughs> this, is, hi. this is another cat. This is the one that's obsessed with my feet, oh. and he just lays under my desk, like rolling on my feet. Oh. It's weird but adorable. That's why your that's why your socks you got holes. He, yeah, I love cats. Mean, His name is Kraken, and then he has a brother named Cthulhu, who is this enormous gray cat who is scared of everything. He's not oh. a very good elder god. Oh. <laughs> There's um. A... But yeah, yeah, I made a video game with squirrels in it. Um, man, what what 
what, what do you want to meet? There's a lot you could we What's could talk your, about. Yeah, start with um, you're sitting down and I, I've, like, already, I've already played this game. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pee while you ask him some questions. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. I'm Actually, gonna... can I take the opportunity to go pee also? <laughs> you want to take a quick break? All right. Give me okay. a quick break. I'll be back. <laughs> Jesse, if you need. I uh, oh, no, I wasn't here, Jesse. Talking. Sorry, Jesse. I just went to pee. <laughs> it's not broken. We just weren't talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> they went. I, they were... I stepped I away returned. for two seconds. <laughs> you and... come back and everyone's gone. <laughs> oh, you stepped away during the pee break. Okay, cool. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this has. Has anyone in here ever seen the IT crowd? I know of it. I haven't watched it. I hear it's great. Okay, well, oh, it's a great the, show. Yeah. I feel like I feel like this this podcast right now is the um there's this one scene where it's about like like one of the female characters is wants to become the the entertainment uh coordinator for like the visiting businessmen and it just like slam cuts to all the businessmen like laughing laughing it up and then they're like anyway enough about our balls <laughs> I feel like that's what this that's what this podcast is anyway yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, enough about having to pee. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> let's I mean, talk more about balls. So we were talking <laughs> we about... Cut that out, okay. Uh, uh, what... I'm trying to... You know what, okay. Star? What? This, is, this is... Everyone's always said that, you know, you're you're the, the hard ass around here, and you just talked about how we have to cut out the balls. So <laughs> I think that really your whole plan here is to just cut out my cut out my balls and remove all oh, the fun Lord. from the <laughs> I mean, if Joe Rogan starts talking about it, then oh, I God, think we're yeah. in the clear. But until like <laughs> king of, the king of podcasts, you know, I'm you know, I, I, I listen. I, I actually do listen to Joe Rogan every now and then, and I think he gets uh, a simultaneous bad rap and good and too good of a rap. Oh, I love when he talks about ayahuasca. I love it when he talks about hallucinogens. Um, yeah. I also love when he has the conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. So amazing, yeah. I mean, it's. I have never listened to one of his podcasts. Jesse, Jesse oh, over... all over the place. Sometimes it's really obnoxious, and I want to like stab myself in the ears. And then sometimes I'm like, oh man, that's so interesting and cool. He'll have someone that comes on that like discovered like dark matter because like for some <laughs> reason he just gets like the craziest guests on, like the guy that like created the equation that lets us teleport to other dimensions. He's like, mm -hmm. damn, bro, that's really crazy. Uh, I mean, I, I think I did that once already when I was on DMT. Have you ever tried DMT? Because, like, I was looking at this picture of a gorilla. Jamie, pull up that picture of a gorilla, oh, a gorilla real quick. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about him. Like, some guy will come on and be like, yeah, my dad uh, was on the beaches of Normandy with a claymore and a, and a bagpipe, and he killed 50 guys. And uh, Joe Rogan will be like, that's so crazy, man. I had a friend who was just like that. <laughs> like, no, you, didn't, you fucking liar just let people have um and then the other thing is like i'm just gonna add the clip because it's funny but the one where he's like talking about some really deep serious thing uh just like about reality or i don't i don't even remember and then me like like jamie's like damn yeah that's crazy and he's like hey did you see that that video of the of the Moose getting hit by a car. How strange is it that we put like a, a monetary value on actual life itself? Mm. Wow, it's a just such a strange, strange concept. Yeah. 
Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit, Jamie, pull that video up. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. because I can't stand his voice. Uh, well, we won't talk about politics. Or I'm gonna, see, this is the one thing I want to do with the podcast eventually is like kind of fine-tune it so that it's more focused on stuff. Nah, this all stays in. This is all staying I, in. I've listened, I've listened to a lot of mediocre podcasts, and I'm like, how the hell do you get to be from mediocre to like really good? And I've noticed it's like when they're pretty like strict about what yeah. they talk about and like people mm. have expectations of what they're going to listen to. So I'm like, that sucks, but I guess eventually we'll have to figure that out. That yeah, makes sense. If you're in, yeah. like, you go in being like, this is this is the stuff I want to, you know, you go in wanting a subject, yeah. not just the people involved. That makes sense. Yeah, you cool. go into this one being like, man, they're going to talk about the scroll game, and I don't think we have one. <laughs> we haven't mentioned it like at all. Yeah, we went for yeah. like we've good... teased the scroll game and then. Um, jump cut to other things yeah we went from a good quality podcast like uh grub stakers or what's that podcast where they always go over a new the dollop or something like that yeah the dollop that's a good podcast very focused on point and we went straight to come town we're at come town status at this point i just remember remember my friends like i want to watch it like listen to this funny podcast we're listening to this podcast and it's like comedians and they're basically just bashing women, especially like, oh, I fucking hate beautiful women. I went up to one one time and they talked shit to me. And I was just like, oh, this is funny to you? Is this like, <laughs> it's is this, this comedy? Com-? You know, I was like, obviously didn't think it was funny. So yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. I was just like, I Why don't... would you go to a podcast with comedians expecting comedy? That's just, that's, that's, that's really yeah. on you there. Yeah, I was like, I guess I must have a fucked up sense of humor. Yeah, if I wanted to listen to a podcast where people hate women, I'd just listen to a gaming podcast. (laughs) Speaking of fucked up sense of humor. Uh, Yep. We we could talk about Squirrel Game. Squirrel Game? Um, Right, let's talk about Squirrel Game. (laughs) It's very Yeah, so so where do I start with Squirrel Game? I think uh, someone was going to ask earlier where, like, how I came up. Was it... um, how I came up with the idea, or yeah, because, like, we say we say Lovecrafting, and then you're just like, well, I have to kill some sort of animal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this is weird. It, it's yeah, I don't. There, that is not a conscious theme throughout these games. I think it's just that for some reason, despite the fact that in real life I love animals actually, um, and I don't, I like, I, I'm I'm the sort of person that I feel bad if I kill a fly. Be like, yeah. oh, poor fly. But for some reason, in media, in like in the the things I do, I find like themes of of like, well, like stapling squirrels to things. I think that's hilarious. Um, I don't know why. I have a weird sense of humor, and I like I, I like passed it down to my brothers also. And so we have like, oh, it turns out that Johnny's game. I don't know if you've had him on yet or not, but mm-hmm. the game he's doing um, has this like indirect reference to my game that was completely unplanned it just yeah. it, it they both feature like bear-like creatures exploding in the woods and that was completely unplanned and it's just because we both have the sense of humor where we're like ha, exploding bears that's great <laughs> so yeah yeah um, it was that was very unexpected when i found out that that was just like out of the zeitgeist of the shemansky brains 
yeah. and, and not an actual planned crossover event. No, like, no, oh, that's Jesus. just that's just Samansky. We we each ha- I have two brothers, so there's three of us. Um, Johnny's the youngest. I'm the oldest. Um, there's middle brother that's named Evan, and he hasn't really. He's he's sort of the phantom brother that hasn't gotten involved in any of this stuff yet. As I think we went over. Yeah, um, we all have similar senses of humor, but it, it, there's all there there are little variations. So like Johnny made uh, the game Kyle is famous, um, which I think exemplifies his sense of humor better. Where it's very grotesque, but nobody gets hurt. Kyle is famous is the game where he like he, like elves begin to erupt from his from like 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 gashes in his body and fly everywhere but no one's actually being hurt and that's the comedy of it and then my sense of humor is more just like um i don't know i just i just think things are are funny when they're absurdist and they're in horrible bad taste so I love Monty Python. Yeah, that's yeah. that's sort of where. But like, and it, it can't just be like, oh, this thing is in bad taste, and so it's funny. Eh. It it has to be like this is absolutely absurd, and it's also like towing the line, and then it gets to me, and I don't know why. Um, so when uh, I started thinking about like, okay, I want to do the next Dreadx collection. I know the theme is Lovecrafting, and Ted said you can take that word to mean whatever you want. Um, I have a couple of concepts on my big old uh, Trello board that is like, oh, well, this could be a Lovecraft-themed game and could be short. It could do that. Um, but I kind of felt like that was too... Like, it, it was too literal. And since Ted had specifically said, well, you can take this, you know, you can take this theme in many different ways. I'm like, well, I, can't, I have to... I don't want to do something, like, too literal. Um, so I did what I usually do uh, when I can't, when I have like something I need to chew on, like my, my, my brain needs to chew on it, which is, I just go on a walk. Um, so I went on a walk through the woods and I saw squirrels and then I, the idea was bored. I was just like free associating, doo-ba-doo-ba-doo, there goes a squirrel and I'm like, oh, what about a squirrel hunting you could like hunt squirrels and then what if you have to craft love, a love out of these squirrels that you're hunting? And so that that would be okay. You have to you have to staple them onto a corpse, and then it'll be called squirrel stapler. It's perfect. Ship it. Ship it. Um, yep, that's how that happened. And then I uh, before I started the before I started making the game, like before the uh, the, the period of time started, um, Rachel was like, "So what are you doing for the next Dreadx collection?" I was like, "Well, Rachel." I am making a game where you are in the woods and you you have the desecrated corpse of your love on a on a you know uh, a mount of some sort and you've decided that the the rotting flesh is no longer attractive um she has become ugly so what you have to do is you have to go out and hunt squirrels to staple them to her corpse so it's fuzzy and it's beautiful again and she just sort of stared at me and was like, I don't like that. And I'm like, okay, then it's perfect. <laughs> I just want to thank Rachel for the service she provided to the world by marrying you. Because if you were single, <laughs> if you were single at this age, it would have gotten real weird by now. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's some stuff on that Trello board that I'm like, I'm going to write this down, but I'm never making this. This would, this would be career ruining if I did this. But yeah, um, you got, like, No, it's actually, about. it's really good to have... Um, to have someone who uh, just does not take you seriously in any way. Like, you know, because Dusk did 
pretty well. And there are, you know, a lot of people who, um, like, oh my gosh, you did Dusk. That's amazing. I, like, look up to you. And I feel like that would probably go to my head if I didn't have people surrounding me who were like, you made that game in your underwear in our living room. You are not that great. <laughs> Which is really good. Because I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. I'm kind of a joke. And I'm pretty happy being a, I'm pretty happy, like, being a joke and not having to maintain any semblance of being, like, this serious, you, you know, auteur who has to be taken seriously. I feel like that would just be stressful. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so that's how the concept came about, and honestly, it it changed very little uh, from you know, throughout development. Like, there's the uh, with with the Pony Factory, um, the the, uh, the the like background or not the background, but like the the premise of the game changed a lot while I was making it because um, originally it didn't have anything to do with ponies. Uh, with Squirrel Staple, it was just like, nope, I've got a title, I've got a premise, let's go. You kind of have to be like that with the Dread X collection. You kind of yeah. Like... Yeah, and it was we weird. Think... Um, the the reason that I I went for something pretty straightforward like the first time because I don't I've I hadn't really done a jam before and I don't really work in a very like waterfall fashion like that. Mm -hmm. Um, usually I do a lot of iterating and a lot of like feeling out what works and changing stuff and um, that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons that I. I don't really like show stuff very early because, or, or like tell people, here's the game I'm making. Here's the concept. Here's how it's going to play. And that, um, because until I have, I'm at the point where I actually have something that has that concept and plays like that, it could change, you know, it could change completely. Um, but yeah, with this one, it was, and yeah, you're right. It's like, you kind of have to do that with such a short development time. Um, but even there, like I was, you know, uh, ripping out parts and throwing new parts in, you, you know, right up till the end, basically. It's, it's incredible to me because there's so many horror games out there that, that have plenty of time to make their games, like all the time in the world, but they end up making the exact same game over and over again. Right, okay. yeah. Oh, that's so, right. Like, that reminds me. Okay. Scrutinize just Jesse, came out today. could you mute your mic? You're like, I can hear you breathing. Is that, uh, or is that me? I think it was yeah, that, that's not me. It's I don't not think. you? Is that you, yeah, mine would, should It have might been be. I was, I was pacing. Oh, so I was, right back down and I was like, pacing. somebody breathing into their mic yeah. like a crazy... I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, like, why is it that, like, there's so many developers that just rehash the same ideas over and over again, and then you're over here like, I got creativity everywhere, you know, like, <laughs> with ideas. Like, why is that? Oh, I I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that rehashing the same idea is necessarily bad. I think it just means yeah. they know what they like. Um, okay. I feel uncomfortable. And well, t also, I do want to say I do feel like I do repeat the same things a bit too much, though. Like, mm. you know, I have the, I have a lot of like industrial horror elements in everything I do. Um, I, I, Rachel always makes fun of me because um, a lot of the time when I was doing like the pre-dust games, I'd be like, Rachel, come look at this cool thing I did. And it was always like trees. It was always <laughs> trees in some, in some variation. She's like, you're just making trees and sunlight again. I'm like, well, yeah, but it looks different this time in this way. <laughs> um, but I, I'm 
kind of uncomfortable with not varying things up. Which is bad, because I'm also uncomfortable with not meeting the expectations set by previous stuff that I did. So there's a bit uh... of tension there. It's like, well, this has to be completely different, but also exactly the same quality. And hit all of the same, you know, same notes the other one did, just in a completely different way. And of course that doesn't work. Yeah, me and Ted don't care about that. Like, me and Ted are just like, we don't care, just make something. Yeah, like, basically. Yeah. I'm, super I'm, I, try, I try to be easy to work with. That's my goal. Yeah, same. Well, my goal is to make boat money, but I, right. I try to be easy to work with. You know what, it's, it's, it's difficult because there is a certain level um, that you have to, like, there's a certain amount of serious that I have to be, but I also, like, want to, like, I don't think that I know better than the people that I hired to do things, how to do things, you know? Right. Uh, sorry, I'm getting sleepy. It's probably because all my inside oh. blood is now outside blood. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been sitting here bleeding this whole podcast. It's been oh fucking awesome. Oh my god, Ted. <laughs> it's been a while since I had a good bleed, though, so it's it... nice. No, that's not a thing. A good bleed is not a thing. <laughs> bleed um, makes me feel alive. Okay, I got, I got two things. First of all, your story about you and Rachel is very similar to another developer we talked to. Uh, oh. Akabaka, Chromatose Dev, Joseph yeah. Hunter. Uh, oh, okay. You know, because he's making the weeb game. <laughs> he is. Yes. His Second wife lets him know if the characters he draws are hot or not. Yeah, he, he asks his wife opinions, and she will tell yeah. him yes or no. You know, like, she's his, like, guide. Um, oh, okay. You mean the game that's going to, like, sell a gajillion copies? <laughs> yeah. Sucker for love. Yeah, his, that, his... Is, that is 100% going to be the breakout hit of the collection. Like, there is no way that that weeb-themed dating game about an elder god is not going to go bananas. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty fun one. I like it. It looks pretty cool, yeah. All yeah. the clips are hilarious. It's like Sundari <laughs> elder god. It's great. I kind of want to have a podcast of, like, you and Rachel and then uh, Akabaka and, like, his uh -huh. wife and a podcast and just hear the wives, like, how... <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> like Please how they, do that. <laughs> how they, like, they talk to each other about, like, you guys and, like, how they... The struggles <laughs> of indie dev husbands. That yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. We'd have to do that. Dave. I mean, sorry, Ted. Let's do that. Yeah, the real housewives of game development. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. I have it. Okay. And I have another. I, I want your approval. You can approve or disapprove this. Okay. So. Okay. Oh, God. I'm so nervous. <laughs> you know the Benny Hill song? Yes. I want to make a video of your game with the Benny Hill song. Yes, do that. That's that okay. would be amazing. I thought I was like, is he gonna like hate this? Like, is he gonna? No, that's that's an amazing <laughs> idea. That's okay, good. Yay. okay. Go YouTube it right now. Please make that. Know. Please make that the the actual trailer for it. <laughs> the Dreadx trailer for Squirrel Staplers. <laughs> oh man, I wish I had time to make individual trailers for everybody because if yeah. I did, like, I totally would. Yeah, the trailer is coming out soon. We just got to get the final okay stamp of approval from Steam. Then we'll be good Yay. to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, I misnamed one of the images when I submitted it because I think, like, I, I seriously think there's a guy at Steam whose job it is to just deny every first request for some reason. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> I could believe it. Apple, too. Anyways. <laughs> checks if you're really serious. I think that we need to wrap this up because uh, we're, oh, we're boy. pushing the two-hour mark. How long? Have we been? Oh, we we are. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. 
Um, yeah. Like I said, all my inside blood is now outside blood, so I need to take a quick coma. It's a really bad sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go have a quick coma that hopefully I wake up from. But if not, I mean, you know, stars and charge. Pee break, so that is true. Yeah. That was also blood, though, so maybe there's a problem. Oh yeah, yeah, that's probably not good. Uh, like I don't. Oh, the worst, the weirdest part about peeing blood is the warmth. Is because oh you're like, my oh, god, extra Dad, warm. Jesse, help! It usually, the smell hits you first because you're not usually looking at your pee. I'm a guy; I don't look at where no, I'm peeing. It just goes everywhere. <laughs> and but the smell hits you, and you're like, "That's a rich smell. It's not asparagus. Oh, <laughs> it's biological." Cuts. Yeah, it's like. It's like the hunter inside me wakes up. It's like, where is the fresh prey? Oh, I'm the, I'm the sickly elk in this situation. I'm the one that the wolves are coming for. Basically, my 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 pee is just the, the wafting scent from the kitchen for the wolves that are supposed to be hunting me. Like, this is the sickly one. He's leaving his trail behind for us to follow. I'm going to have to cut. Please so don't cut it. this. This is great. Yeah, everything's staying in this podcast. Anyways, uh, you can buy the DreadX collection volume two on steam later this month uh probably like august 20th or something i don't know we, we'll have the official date very very soon within the next day or so that's the first date that i've heard also okay cool <laughs> it's how we do here. oh i just discovered a new bruise that's nice anyways uh <laughs> i'm gonna just start having horrible tragedies every time i before a podcast because this is okay that'll fun. be the podcast theme Horrible tragedies. The, the focus of the podcast. How Ted like, hurt like, himself be what's, the podcast. Yeah. yeah. What what horrible wounds has Ted endured this week? You know what? I, I just want to say that, like, you've never felt more alive than when you pull the, the trigger on the Russian roulette and it comes up on an empty chamber. Because you were ready for it to be that, that final one. And that's basically why... Okay, I have why... to know. Is this a joke or have you actually played Russian Oh, God, no, no, no. I've never really. But I'm just saying, like, that's uh... why I got into indie game development is because it's basically playing Russian roulette with your money. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, don't do that, kids. That's a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but if you win, you're cool forever. Anyways, uh, so... That is the podcast for today, and uh, I think we should wrap it up here. Uh, David, do you have any other projects you want to pitch? Um, I mean, not really. There's a there's a small small there's a solo thing that I'm working on, but I haven't announced it yet because it is still in that phase where things could be cut or added. Yeah, I don't um, even know what kind of a game it is. Yeah, it's although it is a um pretty sure now that I, i've spent you know months putting in melee systems that it is a indie condemned style melee game a horror game um i also i work at new blood interactive as creative director um and we're working on all sorts of stuff uh, including gloomwood which is probably mm-hmm. the the main one i'm working on now which is a um, sort of mashup of old school survival horror games and immersive sims like Thief or System Shock 2 or Deus Ex. That's sort of mashing those two things together in a spooky Victorian setting. Yeah, I mean, if you want um, to play a high a high octane retro shooter or a high octane retro shooter or a high octane retro shooter or even perhaps a high octane retro shooter but in a Victorian setting, then uh, check out well, it's not a... check out no, 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 library. Victor... <laughs> No, no, uh, um, Gloomwood is not high octane. It is you can definitely you can definitely play it high octane. You can definitely do it as like a ninja. You can definitely jump around, do crazy stuff. Yes, you, I suppose you can if you wish to. That's true. Yes. Um, and then my my Twitter is at duskdev, and um, 
that's about the best place to find me and interact with me. I, so I stream every Fridays at um, twitch.tv slash newblood um, at 9 p.m. Eastern. I think next week we're going to be continuing with I, Divine Cybermancy and probably finishing it up. You and Jesse can fucking get married over that game. Oh, that game is great. One of the best. Maybe it the is, best. It is completely out of its mind. What what build are you using? Um, It's not really a... It's sort of a um, janky, I can't style? concentrate. Oh, t- um, mostly mostly just uh, automatics. I mean, I switch up wap- weapons per you know thing. Um, but I haven't really done much actual character building because it's really hard to concentrate while streaming. <laughs> Mostly I've just I built stats to get the bear killer because that's, of course, what everyone wants me to get. So honestly, like, you can't not use the, the bear killer. Pretty much, yeah. It's like two shots to shoot down a helicopter. Like, Yeah. Ironically, anyway. the game has no bears. It does have plenty of brosives, though, so... I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the bur- big burly men, you don't really know what their preference is, so there could be bears. That is a fair point, yeah. Yep, this joke. Come to think of it, the only, the only uh, female the NPCs in I, I believe, are the uh, syndicals, who are not friendly, so, yeah. Just like real life. <laughs> Sorry, I thought this was a gaming podcast, my bad. Anyways, uh, we should... Uh, fucking stop. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's fucking stop then. Okay, bye. Bye. And then we cut. (laughs) Okay, uh, Dave, I gotta tell you something. That was a perfect podcast. Uh Hop on top, I want a ride. I do a kegel. Well, it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This P word is wet. Come take it off. It continued uh, along these lines. Uh, and it gets significantly, significantly more vulgar. Like, a, a lot more vulgar. Sponsor S-word, bite your lip. Ask for a call while you ride that T-word. You really ain't never gonna F him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots and your coat for this wet-ass P-word. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet-ass P- Right, so, this is D- Guys, 